Welcome to It's Not That Deep with me, Lucy Woods, a mindfulness teacher, and me, Adrienne Kirk, a psychotherapist. Every episode, we discuss navigating the messiness of everyday life. We know it's a big subject, but we will do our best to discuss it lightly and make some sense of it all. In this episode, we're discussing why do we feel so alone, or why can we feel so alone? And it seems to me that there's kind of two main parts to to this. One of them is, is about feeling lonely, not having people. Um, or our person Um, and one of them is feeling alone even if we're surrounded by lots of people and I hear both of those come up in my consulting room a lot yeah and we like connection don't we we're sociable beings we thrive on connection and support which comes from a kind of primitive group evolutionary thing yeah no I agree and I think there's two parts to that as I'm going apparently I'm going to do two parts to everything today you know there's that there's that group membership that's really important so those connections but I think there's also about having our person finding our mate our you know our our soulmate our whatever whatever you want to call that and I think that 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 that's also deep-rooted right because that's about uh, procreation and being able to bring up children yeah it it's it is definitely multifaceted or two-faceted in this instance <laughs> no, let's go with multi <laughs> um I, i'm just thinking about that driver for I, I just don't know enough about it i'm just i'm being curious about mm. the driver for a mate are humans kind of maters for life yeah you know, that's what I'm suddenly pondering that is that a thing I don't know see when when we were thinking about this before we started recording I wrote down monogamous and then put a question mark yeah, after it exactly it's only when you said it actually that I thought yeah but were we supposed to be because we certainly that's what we strive for now yeah. isn't it yeah I I well I wonder if we were supposed to be I've got I've got got big inverted commas yeah, around that yeah. supposed to be at least for um, 18 years or something well maybe maybe not quite that many <laughs> maybe maybe 12 yeah. right um to get or or even five just to get a kid going yeah as it were yeah, um. yeah. because humans are born so ridiculously incapable yeah. aren't compared to other animals absolutely born really early compared to yeah. other animals right so so apart from being able to breathe there's very little a baby can do for yeah. itself it's pretty bonkers when you compare it to other animals that are up and walking and feeding themselves on day one yeah yeah absolutely running around a field yeah um, yeah i've got bambi images in my head right now <laughs> um so okay let's just put that aside for one yeah. second because regardless of whether we were supposed i've got also inverted commas around that it is something that seems to be the the norm in this day and age and certainly whether we do have that sense of wanting to have a person and certainly all the traditions that have been developed around kind of partnerships and marriages and all of that kind of stuff would lend itself to monogamy yeah so right where do we dig in where do we start (laughs) I, i think actually it's it's the group thing is quite an interesting one because yeah. that feels very primitive that we needed to be part of the group otherwise we wouldn't actually survive so it can be quite hurtful if we 
fall out of a group or something changes within a group mm. where we don't feel included anymore. Yeah, absolutely. And I and I think, you know, there's also that thing about we become part of groups on a sort of faintly pragmatic basis. So a group at school or at university, you know... They you're, form because of where you are. Exactly. There's a proximity yeah. thing to that. And, and then certainly my experience was then amplifying the bits of me that fitted that group and holding back the bits that didn't particularly and perhaps having a number of groups shifting between groups yeah Yeah. and I wonder if other people would like that I mean that's definitely my experience of having a number of different groups perhaps not feeling like the sort of linchpin of any group Mm -hmm. you know maybe always a bit periphery but quite happy I was to flip because actually I benefited from the different things I got from the group or maybe the different parts of me like you say that I was able to express in that group versus that group yeah Yeah. (laughs) so I wonder if when people say they feel alone in a group it's because over time what's happened is that is a group has solidified and now that is that is their group yeah right so um whether that's a friendship group or a, or a work group and you go out with them and and then family life takes up the rest of your time right so so your socializing then becomes easier if it's with one group of people and if you don't have an interest that you do that's outside of that mm-hmm. then you know no no group or person can meet every one of our needs so there are going to be needs parts of ourselves that are not met by that group and if those are the bits that you're feeling that that feel really salient to you at the moment then you're going to feel kind of lonely within that group yeah yeah and i think it's interesting because i think i was the first out of my group of friends from college to get pregnant and that took me out of the group immediately because they could all still go out and have a good time and I had a baby. Um, and then there's also those groups that you're part of where you find that you don't really have anything in common. And it was because of circumstances like school or uni or whatever. And then that there's also that sense of, oh, this is my group, but I feel really lonely in this because I don't get to talk about the things I like talking about or... They don't want to do the things that I'm interested in. Yeah. Um, and then we feel alone. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's funny, it's interesting your experience of being the first to have a baby. Um, I haven't I have never had children and I and I never wanted them. Um, so I was lucky that way, right? Um, however, the group must the, the group anyway, yeah, absolutely the group have, the, the yeah. everybody else in the group in that particular group, then had children. And it's and a very different life. It's a very different life. And, and, and also, although a lot of our socialising was at each other's houses, it then became very focused around children mm. and talking about small yes. children. <laughs> I wish this was a video right now because they need to see your face. <laughs> when they're older, it's fine, I right? But that. when they're little... Oh, no, I think it goes on forever. Like, look at what my little Johnny can do. You know, it's like, it, it, we do do that as parents, like, hands up, guilty. But it's sort of easier if you're with other mums also going, I'm still in awe of this little thing that I've created. 
and must be really, really difficult when you're like, I haven't made one, I don't even want one, and I definitely don't want yours. <laughs> it's just been sick on me, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. that, would, that would involve me holding it, right? <laughs> well, I don't know, I might just walk past and snot on your knee. I mean, I used to have certain bits of snot at knee level, where, like, that's about the height of a two-year-old or whatever, and the shoulder level, if you pick it up, they just wipe their nose on you. Lovely. Yeah. It was lovely. Yeah, you're selling this to Yeah, me. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then I think you find new groups as a parent mm. and you are kind of bonded yeah. by that. But again, that is your interest temporarily. Yes. And that may also, then you find yourself like, okay, I spent like, these few years of toddler group or something, but I still have nothing in common with these people at all. And I hear that a lot from right. clients, you know, who who can hardly wait for their children to become a bit more self-sufficient because at the moment the school gate mums are their friends and they have nothing in common with them and it feels unpleasant, diminishing, uncomfortable, lonely. Yeah. And at the same time, I've also got this sense that I've made a number of friends through work who I would never in a million years have been friends with, who I actually have had not very much in common with at all, but really enjoyed some of the best laughs, mm-hmm. the best kind of bonds with, but perhaps haven't seen that much socially. So it's a, it's a yeah. kind of weird one, isn't it? It is, it is. I think you're right. I think there are those sort of work friends yeah. that, that are the people that, that make the job worthwhile, yes. and make, 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 make the going in fun. And I wouldn't have been able to bear the job without no, them. no. And, and are really, really important mm. to you. Um, and when you leave, well, certainly I, I'm, this, this, is really, this is really meaningful for me actually now saying this. When I, when I left my last paid job, you know, there were people I was sure I would continue to see. And I don't. Same. There's one or two that I do. I'm hoping they're listening right now and like they know who they are. Yeah. And we haven't met up like once in between. It's been five years. And I'm sad. Yeah, I miss those people. Yeah. yeah. Are yeah. you listening? <laughs> you know who you are. Yeah. So it's, it's, it is actually interesting hmm. to, uh, to just know that even in the midst of having these friendships, uh, maybe I could also say hands up, I have been a bit rubbish about keeping in contact with people, especially, you know, people that perhaps it's been longer than... I mean, interesting, we just jumped, bumped into someone that I did work with, and I think about all the other people, actually, I would quite like to see. Yeah. I'm not part of that group anymore. Yeah. if they still meet up. <laughs> now you're getting a FOMO. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, though. And then, then you do get that, that feeling that maybe all this stuff is going on. Yeah. And you're not part of it. Been excluded. It, yeah. Or it just... Maybe it's partly my fault for not making the right kind of effort or enough mm-hmm. effort or whatever. I think it's really hard, particularly with work friends, you know, you saw each other every day. Yeah. And and, and there's an ease to that. More than I spent with my child, I spent time with them. Absolutely. But you never needed to call them or, you know, to, to make arrangements because you were going to see them. And so when you leave, you don't you don't already have that sort of relationship. The relationship is based on seeing each other every day That's and so that kind true. of catch up, right? Whereas whereas it, it to to call them once a month or to meet up once a month. I that wasn't the habit. No, it wasn't the habit. And yeah. so that we don't do it. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Maybe I'm gonna resolve to 
to reach out today and contact a couple of people and say maybe maybe although I have to say on the odd occasion I have done it you know once you've done the catching up or do you remember and are you still in contact with what's her face or whatever you know it's interesting then to see if there is anything else in common if what you had in common was the experience in the workplace for good or ill Mm, that's interesting too I, I, I yeah I wonder I think though because when there's been people there's one particular person who might be listening to this actually because we're still connected um who we had so much fun and we were so close and I've been so utterly rubbish in that that I think that that would be the same regardless even mm. if we, you know, if we caught up. But it's, it's, I know we keep digressing a little bit, but it, all these little things feed into this sense of being, I suppose, out of it, you yeah. know, out of what we think is included. But I think I said to you uh, before we started recording this, the fact we're even having this conversation means that we've both felt it and that probably... Everyone else has felt that mm. at some point, um, or, or many, many people would have felt not quite part of the group, or a periphery member, or some sense of loneliness within that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we do that thing, don't we, where, where, we, where we judge how we are feeling, so a bit peripheral or not quite connected, with what we think we we see other people doing so we're, we're judging our internal feelings with their external presentations mm. and and the fact that they they are seemingly having a lovely time and the conversation is flowing easily and I'm struggling to think of something to say and join in I don't know that that they're not having exactly that experience yeah. and they're just hiding it right yeah because I think there is that sense of of you know being being able to plug into the bit that you do have in common with those people and maybe some people are more at ease at doing that and so maybe that's what's helpful to explore Mm. like how we could perhaps you know maybe i'm just sitting here reflecting now thinking do i make enough effort do i you know obviously questioning how i am in relation to all of those things and something around asking lots of questions being curious and other people yeah. you know actually making the effort to send the messages and make the arrangements and and all of that stuff but i suppose that becomes hard when you feel that you are doing that stuff and it's not necessarily reciprocated then that can be quite um soul destroying actually yeah. and yeah. i've certainly been in that situation where i'm like when are you free when can we meet up when are you free? When can you meet up and like not getting anything back? Mm-hmm. And it does make you think, maybe I won't bother with this anymore then. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and also, I think, I don't want this to, to sound, uh, to say this the wrong way, but but but, but the, sometimes the, the, they're the right people for right now and then, mm. and then later on they're not. The, the, yeah. the, the, you know, the thing that you had in common isn't there anymore or has changed or you know you don't have that interest anymore or yeah. whatever you know and, and and things things change, change. yeah and and we we all move on and grow mm. and let go of some things yeah yeah just thinking of you know some clients who whose whose sense particularly if they've had a bereavement or, or a relationship breakdown is that is that the group 
is an even number of people, right? So matched pairs, mm. and now there's them, and they and they feel uncomfortable, not part of it. That it it it's kind of wrong, particularly if it's a bereavement, mm. right? Because they're they're now on a path they absolutely didn't and choose, and they want that other that, person that there. missing person, absolutely to be in an environment like that. Yes, uh, but I'm sure a lot of that is kind of a story they're telling themselves as yeah. well that they're standing out like a sore thumb. But, but I hear that a lot, mm. that, that that's, you know, either stop getting invited yeah. because you need eight people at the table or something, which can, must be just so difficult to deal with, or yeah. that it is, like, people, you're still being invited, but you feel like the odd one out because there's this obvious... Yeah. Or it's unpleasant for you because, you know, it's, it's, it's ceased to have that joy if you're not sharing yeah. it with the person who's not there, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. And so we were talking about, you know, making new connections mm. or, or how we can help. And I suppose, so there's the, the, the one thing around forging better connections with the people you're already connected to, particularly if there's this sort of periphery feeling, but also if you're finding that the, the groups that you're in are not fulfilling or, the, yeah. you know, they are of convenience rather than of interest that actually finding other people that are interested in the things that you like can can also be a, a helpful thing to do. Can And it can be really hard, right? So I moved here in my mid-40s, mm. and I don't have children. So meeting new people, particularly when I stopped working in central London and you know set up my own business here, meeting new people, finding a new tribe, a new group, was really hard and I hear that a lot from people mm. you know um, hobbies are useful though, yeah absolutely the, the, the how useful. do you find new friends and you're right hobbies so if you like to sing, sing then joining a choir or whatever is a really helpful thing to do what was that website you meet up meet up yes yeah. yeah so I know I've helped a family member when they were feeling a bit lonely and um they really like walking and they, there's local walking groups and we, we saw all sorts of groups just now and I just looked and yeah. really quite specific some. So you might think, oh, but my hobby's a bit... Esoteric. Yeah, that's a good word for it. Um, and chances are there will be a group and if not, on meetups, you can set up your own and yes, see if start, other people start join. Start one. Yeah. And I've seen actually around in this local area there is um, people that have started walking together and... And, and things and I think that can be quite useful walking mm. along and having just a, a chat while you're rambling yeah um, if, if that's within your sort of capability to do absolutely be, I know I think you're right I think quite nice doing something with new people rather than just kind of sitting and having a conversation yeah because there's it gives you something to start a conversation about and like then it's an art group or absolutely or, or yeah or, or walking in you know countryside or whatever you know brandy shoes whatever it is you want to you know and that 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 then can it feels more natural for that to lead to other conversations Mm. i think yeah and there's something that's also kind of niggling at the back of my mind around how we are in relation to ourselves when we are physically alone Mm. what we're feeding ourselves the stories that we're telling ourselves about 
why it is that we're on our own and what that says about us and I think, what that I think, says I about think we, us we, yeah the, the, we tell ourselves lots of stories about those things don't we and, and, and we rarely come out in a good light when we tell ourselves those sorts of stories no exactly and I'm wondering how finding connection and meaning in other things mm. might also support that I mean obviously as a mindfulness teacher I'm going to say when you are paying attention to the present moment you are never bored and never feel lonely particularly out in nature and connected with the environment yeah. and stuff like that uh, but being kind of stuck in a room and alone with your own brain yes it can take us to some more difficult and dark places and there's something I, I just that that's making me think what can we do that helps us you know be more connected with the fact that this is quite a human thing to yeah. be feeling this aloneness yeah yes it is part of the human condition and yeah we 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 kind of mentioned earlier about about uh, there's a level of acceptance and uh, and, and ease with having that variety in our lives mm. right and, and i I've, and i th- i suspect that kind of social media kind of feeds into that as well you know that everybody else is doing something more interesting mm. than the being at home with themselves in that in that moment um i love being alone yeah <laughs> me too me too me too but if i was always alone i probably wouldn't yeah and i'm you know lucky enough to have family and a partner and stuff so I'm never alone for long not long enough (laughs) but I'm also struck that you mentioned social media being a kind of curated version of everybody having fun and it looks like everyone's in the doing and we're sat at home on our own but I'm also wondering so I'm thinking about sort of the the generation above us Mm. and not as social media connected Mm -hmm. But I'm wondering, as our generation goes into older age, whether that becomes the saving grace. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's another way of having connection. When physically mm. we're unable, you know, maybe we should all start gaming or, or something. Because certainly during lockdown, my son did not feel alone because of the capability of social media, but also sitting, talking to his mates, online gaming, whatever, as, you know. Um, many many hours that were wasted there's something about perhaps using technology going forward for the good yeah yeah absolutely and that's a, that's a really interesting thought you know and I was just thinking we were going to sort of think about what can we do about what 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 is it we can we can offer here in terms of of help or things to kind of think about that's that's an that's an interesting thought you know. Because I remember my granddad, he's would be, I don't know, 100 and something now. He, he really wanted to send a message to some cousin or whatever, but couldn't get his head around email or anything. You know, he was in his 80s and this is like 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Um, but actually our generation aren't going to have that. No. Unless, you know, or there'll be probably more technology to help whatever impairments we might have. Yeah. Yeah. So there's something around using technology for the good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There is something about uh, embracing the variety and not and not expecting one group to fulfil all of our needs. There's something around having to go out and flip and face the fear and yeah. do it and and be brave and courageous enough to actually say, if I feel lonely, I need to to do something rather than just sit in my 
sadness of it. Yes. How how can I do that? What is it within my capability to do that? A hobby, or something. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely, and an acceptance that sometimes we are going to be on our own, and and can we see it as a gift, right? Yeah. It, uh, which it can be if it's not the only thing. Mm-hmm. And recognition that everyone else feels like this. That's yes. why we're having this conversation in the first place. You're not alone in feeling alone. Yeah. Great note on which to end, thank you. (laughs) You've been listening to It's Not That Deep with Adrienne Kirk and Lucy Woods. If you've enjoyed listening, then why not subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode?